Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. I am Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, my good friend, NFL Draft Analyst Ryan Roberts. We already did our offensive tackle ranking show today. We are moving on to corners as each week. We're going to blow through all of these positional rankings. Might do a couple weeks where we double up just so that we get everything out there ahead of time. So you're prepared for the 2024 NFL Draft. Now, Ryan, this corner class, another really good position group. Another really talented position group. And we talked about with, with the tackles, that there was a lot of really good football players. There were a lot of guys that were going to go on day two that could end up being quality starters. And I think that the corner class is in a completely different conversation. Them and the receivers have just insane depth to the point where I really believe we're going to have some pro bowlers that end up going on yep. day two. There are a lot, a lot of good guys. And I said this in the last show, kind of talking about where my grades lied, laid, where my grades were. Where they lie. Where they lie. Where they lie. Oh, past tense. Past tense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I have nine guys that have a top 50 grade or higher because I like this corner class so much. How many? How many did you just say? Nine. Nine. Wow. That is a nice, nice number. I have, looking at my 10, where my cutoff will be. I have seven with a top 50 grade. Oh, so, so you're not far, far off. off. Five, nine yeah. to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Not too. Okay. I mean, it's a, I'll say this, Joe, and, you know, because we're not going to do any honorable mentions or anything, but there were like two to three guys that were like very on the cusp of making like the 10th yeah. spot. You know what I mean? Like there's some, yeah. there's a little bit of a, a there, there's a little bit of a, a, a little, what's the word? What is the word I'm looking for? Jump, they're jumbled up. There's a little bit of a mm. grouping that are grouped very similarly to the bottom of this list as well. So I like this class, man. I think that you, because I, I, I didn't really include any true nickels in this conversation either. Cause there are a couple of true nickels in the class that I really like, but there are some high quality starting nickels in this 2024 NFL yeah. draft as well. But there's a, it's a deep cornerback group, man. There's a lot of quality in this class, I think. So like we did last show, I'm going to start us off by sharing my 10 through six. You give me your yep. thoughts, and then we'll do the vice versa. Number 10 for me was DJ James from Auburn. Number 9 was Kalen Carson from Wake Forest. Number 8 was Kamari Lassiter from Georgia. Number 7 was TJ Tampa from Iowa State. I know you don't like Kamari Lassiter. Uh, spoiler alert, he ended up in my uh, in my first round mock draft. And then number 6. No, he did not. No, he did not. No, he did not. Who I'm a little bit sad that I don't get to take uh, or to really like dive in on unless he ended up in your top five is Quinion Mitchell from Toledo, who had an absolutely phenomenal senior bowl performance. He like this is the craziness about of this um, this corner class is that guys like Mitchell, who are so good, end up falling outside of the top five just because there's so many other really good names. So that's that's my top five. Any quick thoughts there? Sell me on Kamari Lassiter, Joe. He's long. I think that he moves well enough that 
I am not going to have to worry about him. And I love the ball skills. I feel like he is a very, I I am, and this is going to be a theme throughout this whole process. And I post a lot of clips. And the one word that always comes up every time I post corner clips is ball skills. I feel like that, that to me is an important trait to have because you can move really well, but not know how to impact the catch point, not know how to, you know, pluck the ball out of the air. I just, Noticed a lot of instances where he was playing against Luther Burden and some of these other good receivers in the SEC where he, to me, did a really nice job of going up and attacking the football. He's a very competitive football player. I will never back down from that. And he, okay. he's very smart and he's very competitive, right? Like those are the two biggest things about Kamari Masseter. I just don't see a good athlete, man. Like I just see a below average athlete. I don't, I don't know. I could end oh, up. I don't see below him, average. But... I at least see sl- really average, average to slightly above average. See that? Okay, that makes sense. Oh, why really? we don't see him? The okay, same. okay. So, so we see the athleticism a little bit different on Kamari Lasseter. I will talk about Quinion Mitchell. What real quick ah. note? Kalen Carson was one of the guys that narrowly missed my list. I like Kalen Carson a lot. I think he's maybe a little bit of a can fit inside at points, also play outside in in a zone-heavy scheme. Like He's not the most dynamic athlete of all time, but he has kind of similar mm-hmm. traits that what I just mentioned with Kamari Lasseter where like, Kalen Carson's competitive, man, and he can move all over the place, and he is he's just one of those dudes that's always going to be in your hip pocket, and he's always going to be in your ear. You know what I mean? Like He's one of those dudes, and I, I love those types of corners. So I do like yep. your inclusion of Kalen Carson because I think he is a very quality football player who will – He'll play a role in the NFL for a little bit, I think. He'll play a role. Yeah, he's he's super physical. That's what I loved about him. Another guy, again, ball skills. Um, he's not afraid to get in somebody's face. Maybe he doesn't have the requisite length that we love for an outside corner, which is why I kind of get where you've brought up he might have more success playing in the slot, which the physicality is what you need with a nickel corner that is going to be playing in the slot. All right, you're 10 through 6. So we have some similar names, but a couple not the same names. So number 10, TJ Tampa, Iowa State. Long ball skills can run pretty well. I like TJ Tampa. Ske- a little scheme dependent. Have to be mm. a zone-heavy scheme, but he's a good player. He's a good player. Max Melton, Rutgers, number mm. nine for me, Joe. I like Max Melton a lot. He's a younger brother of Bo Melton. That kid is just requisite good, pretty good at everything, right? Like There's no elite trait there, but his size is good. He's over 5'11". He's 193 pounds, 195 pounds, some of that ballpark. I think the length is going to be requisite. It's going to be good. He moves well. His straight line speed is solid to good, and he is incredibly competitive. I think he is one of those also diverse players as far as outside-inside versatility. Like I could see a team okay. flipping him inside at times, flipping him outside. I just really like I really like Max Mellon. He's a good player out of Rutgers. Okay. DJ James. Rip, rip through the rest here. Player, okay. I'm going, man. I'm going. Stop yelling at me. Number <laughs> yeah, eight. I think the biggest battle on this show is you never listening to what I ask you to do. <laughs> I love to man. Number eight. I know. Just giving you shit. DJ James. DJ James from Auburn. Lightly built. Good cover skills. Cam mm-hmm. Hart. Number seven. Notre Dame. Oh. Length. Physical. Length and physical. Medical red flag, but we'll see. Kalen King. Number six for me at Penn State. Just missed the top five. I went back to watch his film again, Joe, after the senior bowl performance. I thought he was a little bit lackluster down in Mobile. And I see some of the concerns. I do. I was really high on him in the preseason. I still like him. He still has a second-round grade for me. But I still I think there are more concerns than I originally anticipated. Mm. 
I'm interested by the fact that Kalen King and Quinion Mitchell presumably are just swapped on our list. Cam Hart and and Max Melton, admittedly, I hadn't I hadn't gotten to yet. That's the craziest part about this this corner class is that there's so many. I mean, I've watched a lot of corners and I hadn't gotten to these guys. They were like next up for me. Um, so yeah. that's that's cool that you were able to include some of those other players. Always fun to hear about a Rutgers guy. All right, I'm going to start us off here in our alternating order. Number five for me was Kalen King. So you and I have talked at length off the show about him. We know that Kalen King is a really good football player, but really lacks the the true length for me to be a guy that I can rely on consistently outside. But what is great about him is he moves so fluidly. He transitions yep. very, very easily. Um, he is yep. another player that fits the description of physicality, uh, attacks the ball well. He also, and why I think he's going to be a really good nickel corner, is that he tackles very well. That is something That's that is tackling, necessary yeah. to be a good slot corner that you need to be able to come down, get into the traffic, and make a tackle if necessary, play well at the line of scrimmage. My big reason why I'm not as juiced up about him as we were in the offseason is that that lack of length showed up in various spurts throughout the year. And I'm not saying Kalen King got cooked and played poorly like some people want to say that he did. But there were times, and it's not even the Ohio State film, I watched the Maryland game, and taller receivers, he covers them step for step, but they just go up and they take the ball out of the air over him because he is not long and tall enough to knock the ball out or make a play on the ball when he could. So great slot guy, I think, in the future. Could play a little bit outside if you need him to, but he is going to be a first-round pick when it's all said and done, minus all of the uh, the length concerns. I still really like Kalen King for all the things that you mentioned already. I think he is very physical for his size. I think he's pesky. I think he's really good change of direction, short area guy. I think he's got good long speed as well. They bring up reps like I think it was against Tez Walker in North Carolina in the senior poll where he gave him a, just an inside. Actually, maybe it wasn't Tez. Whoever the receiver was, though, he got an inside release on him and he kind of beat him very quickly off the line. And Kalen King, he ends up diving and narrowly misses a pass breakup. And everyone looked at that, Joe, and said like, oh, Kalen King stinks or whatever. I'm like, guys, mm. he recovered and he was in proper position. The length showed up there, though. It did. There are going to be some times where I just think he gets out leveraged for the football due to his lack of length because he's only got 30 and some odd inch arms. He's only a 5'11 corner. He's not the tallest or the longest guy of all time. So there's going to be leverage issues at times. He needs to be a very technically sound corner to play outside. I still think he can do it, but I do think that he is at at worst a plus nickel on the next level, a a very good starting nickel on the next level. So it gives me some Jair Alexander vibes. I think he could still be a really good football player, but if we're just looking at him as just an outside corner, his technique needs to be more consistent on a snap-to-snap basis in order to make sure that that length doesn't pop up, those issues there. Who right, um, five for me? Who, yep, you're number five. Number five for me is Quinion Mitchell out of Toledo. Almost up to number four on this list, Joe. I love Quinion, man. He's just look six foot plus six foot and a half. He's got thirty one plus inch arms, so good length. It's not like pterodactyl, right? But like it's it's good length for the position. 
He is going to run 4-3-8 to 4-4-2. The kid can run when he turns loose. He's incredibly instinctive and has great ball skills playing off-man coverage. Absolutely fantastic. Doesn't have much of a history of playing any press, so like you have no real idea what he is at the line of scrimmage at this point. But in an off-man system, this kid has the goods. He can play in a zone-based system because he's got great eyes and good short area quickness. This kid is a plus starting outside corner in the next level. He's going to be a first-round pick. If you're not mocking him in your first round already, like we started doing a couple months ago at this point, you're doing mm. this thing wrong because that kid is just a – he's a really good player, man. Like he is going to be a plus starter relatively early in his career. Love everything about Quinion Mitchell. I'm glad that you – included him in here so we could talk about him. I think as we get more exposure to his athletic profile, we're going to start to be even higher on this kid. And he just moves so well. He checks every physical box. He covers and sticks with guys very easily. He already passed the first hurdle of saying, hey, I might have been kicking the crap out of these Mac guys, but I'm showing up and I'm dominating at the Senior Bowl. He was the best player there. My only thing on film that I think he needs to improve upon um, his biggest weakness, and it's not even like a unfixable issue. He just, for some reason, gives a lot of inside uh, leverage to guys. And a lot of guys beat him inside on routes that break across the middle of the field. And he's quick enough and fast enough to recover and track those players. But I noticed the times yep. where he gave up receptions were when he was allowing stuff um, across the middle of the field and when he was getting beat on that first inside step. Doesn't doesn't it seem like he just kind of is a little bit laxed at the top of routes a little bit because yes. he knows on the level that he was playing that he can make up for it and make a play on the football? Like that's just kind of the vibes I got for I yeah. felt like Quinion baited a lot of guys when he was at Toledo and just said, like, okay, go ahead and then I'll recover and I'll make an interception because I have that requisite athleticism. But then you see him against Ohio State, right, in their one game where it's like he had, Quinion had plenty of good reps. He actually get, was a really good battle between him and Marvin Harrison overall, but there was a touchdown in there where it's just like Marvin just beat you off the line and like, yeah, you can recover against most players, but against a guy that is going to be a top five to ten pick, that's where the separation happens a little bit. So I do think I, mm. he needs to be a little bit more aggressive at the top of the stem to be able to cut off leverage to either either shoulder, but overall, man, he's just... He's just a really solid football player. I, I'm a big fan of Quinion. I think he's going to start year one, and I think by year two, year three, we might be talking about a not only a plus starting corner, but maybe a pro bowler with the ball skills he has. Number four for you? Number four for me is Tyrion Arnold from Alabama. He is, I, I, first and foremost, Joe, I would say this about Tyrion Arnold. He might be the most physically impressive corner on this list. When you take account every piece of it, not just twitchiness and explosiveness, change of direction, but when you throw in the physicality that he brings as well, because this kid's a pretty sturdily built corner. He's got really good physicality. He can play at the line of scrimmage. He's got some silly athleticism, man. When you talk about change of direction, long speed, like he's just a really good overall athlete. I do still think, and this is the reason that he's number four on the list and not number three or possibly even number two is that there is still technical work that needs to be done. I think that he is still coasting and getting by with just being a much better athlete than a lot of people. I think he's the SEC version of Quinion Mitchell that we just talked about, where it's just like he can huh. 
figure it out because he's just such a good athlete. But when we talk about his teammate in a, in a couple of minutes here, when we talk about a couple of the other guys a little higher on the list, I think that they just are a little bit more proficient from a technical perspective. But if Tyrion Arnold takes that proficiency to the next level and the next level, and he gets a great, when he, if he gets great coaching and is able to develop the technical aspects of his game, he could be the top corner in this class when it's all said and done. I think he has that type of upside to him. He had a big year, 2023 compared to 2022. And I think that if he takes that step forward, tech, technical from a technical perspective, he could be special down the line. Yeah, I actually, w- I wouldn't be shocked if the corners in the class go a little later than expected, and then Arnold ends up being the first one, like you just talked about there. My big thing with him, he so he's my number three. My big okay. thing with Tyrion Arnold is like you talked about the athleticism, but I think the well-roundedness of his athleticism is what makes him such a good football player. Is that Yep. He is in that above, slightly to above average category for me at a bare minimum in every single athletic profile that you want. And then I also love yes. the aggressiveness when the ball is in the air and the instincts that he shows on how to make plays on the ball when it's in the air. That stuff gets me juiced up that he's got this athleticism to make plays and then he has the decision making and that instinct to go and attack the football. So I, I think that Arnold, again, as you're, there's a wide range of where he could go. If he's the first corner or he's the fourth corner, Either way, he's one of those players that we're going to talk about and maybe has the more steady career out of any of these corners because he feels athletically the most well-rounded once he gets some proper coaching and makes some improvements, uh, as you're talking about, with his understanding technically uh, from playing the position. Well, can I, make, can I make one prediction and then one quick note on Tyrion Arnold's? So the prediction is, is that I have him as my CB4 in this class right now, mm-hmm. but I would be shocked if he's the fourth corner off the board. And that's shocked in the wrong way, because I think that he's going to be probably the second corner off the board, potentially. I, I think that he could be a major riser, because I imagine he's going to go to the combine, and he's just going to show it out, man. And he's young, too. I think he might actually be the youngest corner that I have on this list. I, I know he's younger wow. than his teammate, Kool-Aid McKinstry. So he is a young cat. He's extremely physical. And the physicality comes from, if you look, if you go back and look at his recruiting profiles, Joe, he was recruited as a safety. He was a safety recruit originally. So it should be no surprise that he shows level of physicality on film because he is a guy that at least some people projected inside on the next level. So Tyrion Arnold puts it all together. He could be CB1 down the road. Not CB1 right now for me personally, but he could be that guy if everything hits. If my predictiveness is correct, my number four should be your number three. So this will make this conversation very quick and easy to transition to. Cooper DeGene from Iowa is my number four. Um, he's not? He didn't make your he's top not. five or is he your number two? Oh, he did. He, he oh, I five. hate you. I, you're, st- <laughs> oh my God. I can't what? believe he's your number two. Cooper's that so is good, in, man. Infuriating. So good. Okay. Okay. He's so good. Uh, Coop, he's so good. I, I've yeah. come around on Cooper DeGene um, yeah. because I started to see what the real vision is here with him because, you know, just to talk about him as a corner, he is an unbelievable linear athlete. He accelerates yeah. very, very quickly. Unlike any other guy on this list, he has a very thick build. He's almost built like a running back the way that he is put together, which is something you never see with a corner. 
part of me thinks that thickness and God, this is probably one of the worst wordings for a prospect breakdown that I've ever <laughs> He's really read. thick. And he if, plays great D. Am I right? It, yeah. Go ahead. It, 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 yeah. If I pulled up my notes and I showed you how many times I wrote, uh, you know, great with his hands, he's thick. Uh, great ball skills. I think people would really be really concerned gets, about what's gets, going on in my notes. Penetration. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> a little too far there. <laughs> but Cooper, um, I think that because of his build, it takes a little bit away from his change of direction because I feel like there's sometimes on film where he's not like a, a super like immediate click and close down type of a guy. But that athleticism is what is going to make him dangerous, not just as a corner, but just as a versatile defensive back in the NFL. I keep seeing for some reason people on Twitter, it's this weird bit where everybody does where if you suggest a player could do multiple things or play different positions, everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. This is happened with Cooper Cooper DeGene and I'm calling BS. This is a guy who could play outside. I could bring him in to play in the slot. I can drop him back to play safety because he's got the range, the size, the physicality, the tackling ability. And the biggest thing, I want this guy returning kicks, damn it. I, I don't care that that he's going to be a first-round pick in a, in a starting DB. He's a really damn good kick returner. So I think that Cooper DeGene gets drafted either as that second or third corner just because this is a pure athlete. You bring into your roster and he becomes a, a focal point of your defense because he can do so many different things. He is Joe. You ever you ever grow up with in you play football or play sports with someone where you're just like that a hole is good at everything he does. Like yes. he just makes it look easy too. Like there's always that one guy that whether you're playing football, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever, they're just good at it because they're just such a good athlete, right? And that's Cooper DeGene, man. I mean, literally, he started his career as a nickel. Was a nickel for for early on in his Iowa career. Then moves to outside corner as a sophomore, and then obviously is a full-time outside corner as a junior before the injury. And the kid is just, I think he could be a plus starter, Pro Bowl-level player at outside corner, nickel, or safety. Like, he's that type of dude because he is 6'1 plus, 207 pounds, very strong, very dense football player, can run for days, and is the best tackling corner I maybe have ever evaluated outside of Devin mm. Witherspoon. Like he is a tremendous tackler, man. And he's got the size profile where you can throw him inside. You know who he reminds me of stylistically? And people are going to be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? It's fine. But he, you know how Jalen Ramsey can do anything that he wants in the secondary nowadays? Like literally he plays star, yeah. he plays safety, he plays nickel, he does whatever the heck he wants. This is the same type of kid. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Jalen Ramsey. I'm not saying he's going to be one of the top two to three corners in the NFL and a perennial all-pro. Like I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that Cooper literally could just be a matchup negator where it's like big body type in the slot, Cooper. You got him, bro. Big body outside. Go ahead, Coop. In, in, in obvious running situations, we're going to drop him back to safety or as a star and let him be able to get his impact in the run game as well. This kid is a diverse football player, man. And not a diverse football player from you know, cover three, cover two heavy, off man, press man. I think that there's a little bit of, there's there's definitely pref- preference for me on what system he's going to be from a coverage perspective, but there's no preference on what position he plays. Like this kid could literally play any spot in the secondary and he'll be a really good football player. The real ones see the vision that this guy yes. should not just get drafted to play on the outside. He should get drafted 
to move all over the place. And when you've got movable players, that's what causes confusion. We just saw this with Kyle Hamilton with the Ravens that he can play all over that defense. And it's like, how the hell do you keep up with a guy like that? It's like, what is he doing right now? Is he covering? Is he is he blitzing? Is he coming, you know, is he coming down to play in the box to defend the run? Like, what the hell are you asking this guy to do on this play? And that's what that's the multiplicity of his roles is what makes him such yeah. a crazy prospect. I, w- I want the Baltimore Ravens to somehow trade up and draft Cooper DeGene so that he could play. I would vomit. <laughs> I would vomit on the spot if the Baltimore Why? Ravens had Kyle Hamilton and Cooper DeGene. I would, I, you know, actually, he feels like he could be a Seattle Seahawk. Like that would be make a lot of yeah. sense with, with, with McDonald to, to take him. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've given Cooper to Seattle in back-to-back mock drafts, I believe, because he's so... Oh, did he you actually give him to in your recent I, mock? I didn't remember off the I, top I, of my head. I believe I did. I have to go back and look. Okay. But yeah, man, like he feels like a Seattle Seahawk to me. He, he really does. He feels like it. Literally you and I tomorrow are yeah. going to do... Uh, you and I tomorrow are going to do our dueling mocks again, by the way, because uh, you dropped one right when I was going to drop one, so the timing ended up uh, being quite perfect. So, okay, so he's your number two. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was making sure yeah. that if he was your number one, I would end the show. I'm not finishing the show with you if he wow. was your number one. <laughs> Dude, really good, man. Now, every, I think everybody that watches this show knows who my number one is going to be. Uh, yeah. Before we get there, obviously, is it my turn for three? Is it my turn then? Are yeah, g- give your three who's my number two. Kool-Aid McKinstry out of Alabama, Joe. He's probably, let me phrase this the best way. He might have the highest floor of any cornerback in this top five, in my opinion. He might have the highest floor because he, from a press man perspective, very technically sound, man. Like he play, I mean, he knows where, where to shoot his hands. He knows how to activate his feet. He knows how to stay aligned from a lower body and upper body perspective. He has all the requisite traits as far as like, he's a good overall athlete everywhere. And in some spots, he's a plus plus athlete. Like I think that his long speed is, is good. I don't think it's amazing. I think it's good though. I think his change of direction is very good. I think that he can really do those types of things. Well, I think he's a very explosive and physical athlete as well. So if you are in a press man system, this is a day one starting corner in the NFL and it's going to be a really good one for a long time. There's there's not much bust potential with Kool-Aid McKinstry, in my opinion. I do yeah. think there's a couple guys that have higher athletic upside than Kool-Aid, but I think Kool-Aid in a press man system is at worst going to be a good or a solid to good starting press man corner on the NFL level. Best name in the draft as well, obviously. Um, him as my number two for a lot of the yeah. reasons that you just talked about there. This is a player who probably the highest floor of all the corners that we've talked about. He is probably one of the more boring watches that you're going to have in this cycle because the ball is never thrown his way. He plays really sticky coverage. And the reason why I really like him so much is that he closes down gaps so quickly. Like he, he is the one guy who I never saw allow any separation. And I'd love to know the amount of receptions that he allowed this whole season, because I'd be willing to bet it's probably ridiculously low with how few games guys were able to squeak open and get catches on him. And if they did, it was because of some yeah. sort of a rub route or some sort of, um, you know, mesh concept or whatever guys just running in, into each other, running off of each other, that kind of a thing. But I, I w- I'm a big fan of Kool-Aid McKinstry. And I think that 
his impact in the NFL is going to be very tangible. Kind of like him and Terry and Arnold, while they're not the same type of a player, feel like to me in their first two years in the league, it's just like Pat Sertan, where Pat Sertan has a really strong early start to his career. But like, is it getting a ton of recognition because the team he's on is not very good? And then now we're paying attention to him. It's like, oh, this guy's been really good for the whole start of his career. Why were we not giving him as much love? And now all we do is talk about Pat Sertan as one of the top corners in the league. And I think that both these guys could kind of fit into that. So quick note, Cooper DeGene was to the LA Rams in my most recent mock. He was the Seattle Seahawks uh, the mock before. So C- Seattle, LA. Who'd you give the, the Seahawks? West, apparently. I gave him uh, Dallas Turner as a pass rusher in this one. Dallas I Turner. did. the Dude, our mocks are... I, I started reading yours when you texted it to yep. me. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop so that I don't end up copying yours. And our mocks, I think, are going to be like... 25 for 32 the same picks i don't i, <laughs> I hate that all right number okay. one here nate well, wiggins well, no, no no i, go, I go, wanted go, to add go, one go note to kool-aid man i want to add one note okay. to Kool-Aid. okay he he's one of the kids that i think has a little bit of analysis paralysis in this class where he's like boring for people to talk about because he's been starting since he was a true freshman in alabama yeah. and it's like he was pretty dang good from pretty early at alabama where it's just like did he take massive jumps though the last two years? I wouldn't say massive. Like he got better for sure, right? But like he just—it's kind of boring because of what you what we both had just kind of parlayed is that he's a high floor prospect. No one, unfortunately, people don't give a shit about high floor prospects all the time when they're just listening to analysis. They care about upside. Yeah. They care about what if everything hits, and it's just like. But guys, this kid has decent upside as well. But like his floor is, he's going to start for your NFL team in year one. Like he's that type of dude. So yeah, yeah. Just quick note there. Quick note. Yeah, I am. I am praying. I am praying that we don't do this dumb. It, it, it is Kool Aid, Marvin Harris Jr., Joe Alt, Brock Bowers, Drake May. That is the all over analysis team right there. That everyone's going to overanalyze, except you Drake, disagree with Drake me on Drake May. Drake May, QB3 in my Bruce and Bach, Drake May. Yes. Yes. I, I will <laughs> I will kick us off here, though, with Nate Wiggins. I have yes. been so excited about Nate Wiggins since I watched him at the very beginning of the start of the cycle. And I started, I watched him all the way back in November. He was one of the first guys that I watched, and I was immediately all in. Six foot two. 185 pounds. He is plus in the length category that you need. And a lot of times as we get these big leggy corners, they don't transition and move as well as you'd like them to. But for a guy of his size, Nate Wiggins is the type of player that transitions super smoothly. He plays with guys step for step. And not only does he rarely allow separation, but he's got the just amazing length to come up impact the catch point, do everything that you need from a corner prospect. Is he all the way there where he can be and has true ceiling? No. And that's why I argue that makes him the most dangerous, that this could end up being a guy who is a consistent pro bowler, a consistent all-pro football player. He is unbelievably talented for what he brings to the table as a cornerback prospect. He's special, Joe. And it, you, I know you 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 mentioned about how many catches Kool-Aid McKinstry gave up in 2023. I can find I can probably find that number, by the way. But here are the numbers on Nate Wiggins. Nate Wiggins in 2023, oh. according to Pro Football Focus, in 10 games, gave up 18 receptions on 41 targets. That's Math, insane. Well below 50 percent. 
and only 176 yards too, which tells you that if they are completing it. It's probably hitches. It's probably something shorts. It's just like short stuff like that. Because what makes Nate Wiggins so special? Listed 6'2", 180, 185 pounds. He needs to get thicker. I think his play strength could improve. That's the, the main knock on him overall. But no one can get on top of him because that can flat out run. But the thing that makes him special, a special cover player on the NFL level, is that change of directions rare, man. But yeah. not even just rare for a leggy guy like you're talking about. Like you, you mentioned it and you're 100% correct. For a leggy guy, he has an uncommon change of direction. But I would argue if he was a 5'11 kid with short legs, he would still have uncommon change of direction because it is just – it's stellar, man. No one is able to create instant separation off of this young man. His transitions are fluid, consistent. No one can run by him. I literally had him – I had him go to the Minnesota Vikings in this mock draft, Joe. I think it was like – Oh, my God. I do too. What the <laughs> – <laughs> So, but but you know what? Someone met, commented on it was like, as a Minnesota Viking fan, it gives me pe- uh, like uh, it gives me some bad memories of of Clemson corners because they drafted Andrew Booth Jr. Who's the and they kid? I know who you're Alexander. talking about. Yes, yeah, yes. I, I, I forget who it was, but I was like, I get it, right? Like, I get it. I 100 get it. But no, man, Nate Wiggins is different, sir. And if he just adds the five to seven pounds. And he's able to just improve a little bit at the catch point, just a little bit, not a ton, but just a little bit. We're talking about an all pro potentially, man. Like he's mm. a top 10 player in the 2024 NFL draft to me. He's got some rare coverage ability. I'm excited to see what Nate Wiggins can do. And I think that as this process progresses, I think a lot more mm-hmm. people are going to be agreeing that this kid is the is the top football player uh, at, at the corner Probably. class. Any so, final thoughts you want- before I wrap us up here? Kool-Aid McKinstry in 14 games for Alabama this year, 19 receptions on 39 targets for 200. That's yards. insane. That's insane. Nine, 14, 19 games, 14 games. Yeah. That's a catch a game and like some <laughs> change. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's a fun stat to end yes. us up, up on here. At Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft. Hit that subscribe button. Let us know in the comments who we missed, who you wish we should have ranked higher, any of that stuff. Thoughts on the show? Drop a comment below. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.